This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Um, really quickly, I'd like to tell you about myself a little bit. I, I grew up in journalism, um, and then I moved over into marketing. At some point, we started calling it content marketing. Uh, been, I spoke at content marketing world a number of times, wrote a couple books on the topic. And what I care about is how do we connect with our audience and share better stories. And what I've been told uh, when I first started is good storytelling can also help us connect with our audience and and rank for certain things. Um, and of course, more importantly, if we're strategic about it, it can help us um, make great connections and show up in search. So I want to talk about that today. Um, to get us started, very, very basic stuff, in my opinion, but sometimes companies forget about it. I just had a guy in here the other day who was fixing my bathroom. And basically, he, uh, I said, you know, I said, you should really get Google My Business. It's free. Why don't you sign up? And he says, well, I don't even have a business. I work out of my garage. Doesn't make any difference. Same here. Trap Digital. It's in my home, right? I don't want everybody to know necessarily where I live but I still sign up for Google My Business. Super easy to do. Um, if you haven't done it, really start there. The next level up on when it comes to content, that we'll talk about how to do that and, and what you should share, in my opinion. Um, you can now also share your updates to Google My Business. In fact, what Google does every week, they send me an email and say, hey, you haven't posted in a week. Why don't you post something today? And I just share my latest article, my latest blog post, um, or my latest podcast, and we'll talk about that as well. But that's really the bare minimum. As my friend Greg Gifford says, don't use their website, their platform to set up your website. I know there is a button, set up your website, don't do that. But set up a website, seriously. There's so many businesses still out there that don't have a good website. It's so easy to do with WordPress, especially you're like 80% of the way there. Um, the other funny thing, and I'll get to that in a second even more when, when I talk about what Barry Schwartz told me recently on, on my podcast is, you know, WordPress, most everything is ready to go. It's easy to set up, mostly easy, especially if you're not very picky. Now, you can hire a designer, a developer or whatever. But if you just want a landing page, you know, here's my company, you want to blog on another page, something like that, super easy to do. The other thing I like about it is, um, you know, you... You just launch it, right? Don't turn, don't check the little box that says discourage search engines um, from indexing us. That's a big mistake. I still see a lot of companies make. They they put in time and effort to put their website together. And basically, then they forget to uncheck the box. And then in a month, they come to me and say, Christoph, we thought this content marketing was supposed to work. We thought people were supposed to find us. And guess what? It's not it's not showing up because you checked the box and Google actually honored it. Um, but the bare minimum, quite frankly, I, Barry Schwartz was on my podcast, my live stream. And, you know, we had a really fun discussion. I said, what's the, uh, like, what do I have to do at the least? Like, should I be sharing this? And should I be sharing that? And should I be talking about this topic? And should I be talking about that topic? And Barry said, you know, at the very minimum, don't check the box that Google can't find you. Don't have that robots uh, TXT or file in, in, in your in your folders. 
um, and then make sure everything is integrated. And this is actually a thing, I'm pretty sure it was Elaine Lindsay, who, uh, who has a social and search company in uh, Canada. And she says, keep everything the same everywhere. Make sure it makes sense. Make sure if you're a C-trap on one network, you're C-trap on another network. Make sure if you, know, if, if you go by Christoph, middle initial trap, that's what you go by. So people, or what your brand is, right? I'm just using my own name here as an example. But everything actually integrates together. Everything looks the same and Google can easily figure out um, that it's you. Now for me, I don't even have a middle initial, so that's a bad example. Uh, very uh, unique name. I think there's a couple other guys I've, I've met before or, or ran across before with the same name. Um, but especially if you have a business name that, you know, where there's other businesses with similar names, even if they're in different industries, um, definitely would recommend to have that. This is one thing that a lot of um, small businesses do. They, and I thank you to everyone who does it for, for my kids as sports teams, but these sponsorships, you know, and, and here's what's interesting about um, sports teams' websites. They don't get a lot of traffic, you know. I mean, my kids, they play competitive sports and I don't, I never go to the websites for those clubs. But what I do is, um, you know, I go there when I have to sign up for tryouts or I go there when I have to check something out, but very rarely do I go there. It's not a destination. I don't go there like I, you know, I read uh, SEO Roundtable or, you know, some other site. And, but it still matters. You still want to get your link on there. So um, I don't remember if in this case, all these logos were linked, but if you're going to spend 500 bucks to sponsor a sports team, thank you to you. Thank you. Really, we all appreciate it. But make sure you get the link back. Even if they have no traffic, doesn't make any difference. It's not about the traffic. It's about the a local site is saying that you are also a local business. So um, I think that's very easy to forget about because it's so behind the scenes. Um, but make sure you ask for it. Most, it, I bet you most of these sports teams, they don't even know about it. They don't even think about it. Uh, when I was um, a social chair or a marketing chair or whatever for a sports club, I don't remember the exact name, I actually, um, I used that as a tool to get sponsors. I said, yeah, we'll do this. We'll link to you. And here's how that helps. And I explained it. So people really appreciate that and, and ask for it. On the right here, if you're, if you're covered by the news media, hopefully it's good news. But every time you, you, um, you share a quote or something, ask if they can link to you. I know it is sometimes a hassle. With news uh, with the news media sometimes they don't do it sometimes you know it goes from a reporter to an editor to somebody else to somebody else and then that somebody else doesn't really know you you don't know them and the reporter has to run it by them but they're already chasing the next story but make sure every time you're quoted somewhere anywhere especially locally make sure you get that link could also be other businesses, you know, maybe not competitors, but if a business has a has a blog and they're sharing content and, and you're sharing um, a quote here and there, make sure you ask for that link. Um, I also think it's okay to go back um, and ask for it after the fact. Could you please link to me? Um, sometimes it's okay to ask ahead of time. The one thing to keep in mind is that you do want people to link to you at the end of the day. And sometimes when, when companies ask me to participate in something, and they have a history of not linking to others. So, for example, uh, there's a podcast that invited me on and, and they never link to anybody. That's like, I don't know why they don't. Um, but so I have to consider, do I still want to go on there? Is it still helping me? Now, there is value from a PR perspective if they have a big following, whether they link or not. But 
even if, especially if they don't have a big following, it is important to get that link back. So make sure you ask about that. Um, blogging is still a good strategy. Um, I still believe it. Prove me wrong if you can. The blogging strategy that doesn't work, whether it's local SEO or, or you know, globally or nationally, doesn't make any difference. But at the end of the day, it comes down to sharing good content. And this is, I think, where a lot of companies fall flat on their face. Maybe not a lot, but some companies. And what they're doing is they're not sharing good stories. They're sharing crap. Crap stands for content really annoying to people. So at the end of the day, if you don't share good stuff, and you, you have to go deeper than just patting yourself on the back and saying, we're the best, we're the, you know, whatever. Uh, you have to dive deeper. You have to talk about topics that your audience cares about. And then, of course, have calls to action. But as Andy Crestadina has maybe famously said, is that blog articles are not actually about driving conversions. What broad blog articles do is they, they help the other pages rank higher. So if I'm writing an article for a local business, and yes, I want people to read my content. I actually just had somebody ask me that the other day, and they said to me, do you want people to read the content? And I said, absolutely. But realistically, they're going to skim it, right? Because that's what people do. I do the same thing. You know, uh, you know, I read the subheads, I read the bullet points, and uh, sometimes stuff is bolded in there. Um, so that's what people do. But at the end of the day, I want the other pages where you can actually buy something from me, whether it's my plumbing service or, you know, my, my bathroom remodel or, or whatever. Um, I want those pages to rise to the top when you search for something, um, you know, that's a little bit further down the funnel. But, um, of course, I want you to read my blog post as well. This is actually River Pools and Spas blog. And if you don't know him, check him out. Marcus Sheridan, the sales line. I, I mean, they're local. They're not going to come to Iowa, to where I'm based, Marion, Iowa, four hours west of Chicago, um, to install my pool, as far as I know. Um, but what they're doing is, you know, they they build a fantastic content marketing strategy. And it was actually during the, the 2008 recession. That seems a long time ago, 12 years ago now. And, you know, they share stuff that their audiences care about all the time. And in fact, what was interesting, um, I just read his latest book and he talks about um, finally, there's an honest and in-depth comparison of fiber, fiberglass, concrete, and vinyl liner pools. And I don't remember exactly which one it is, but at least one of them, they don't even sell. <laughs> but they're talking about it, right? They're sharing something about that topic. Um, so the people that search for the comparison end up on their site. Now, might they show up outside the area? Sure. So you got to figure out a little bit of a way to you know, filter some of those requests. Maybe when people reach out to you have on the contact form where they're located or something like that. But they have perfected that model, quite frankly. They talk about everything. A customer has a question. They talk about it. They blog about it. They go super deep. Now they do videos. I don't know if they do a podcast, but I do want to talk about that a little bit as well. Five years ago, I would have had the blog articles at the centerpiece um, here where it says live stream today. And the reason that has changed is because we're always trying to differentiate, right? And we don't need any more crappy blog articles. Seriously, we don't. We need stuff that goes deep, that explains something that people care about, that's well written, that's well laid out. And by layout, I mean, you know, subheads, um, the right paragraph, the right width. I mean, seriously, blogs should be the correct width. It's I don't know if I know it on the top of my head. Uh, but it's not this far. It's not the whole website width that fits on my big monitor. It's like whatever it is, 60, 
maybe it's 60 pixels, something like that. But today, one thing that I like to pitch to people, or not pitch, but but um, propose, is to start with a live stream. Now, you don't have to start with a live stream. You can also start with a podcast. You can also start with a blog article. But this is really the COPE model, create once, publish everywhere. And here's why I currently like the live stream model. And here's how it works. I do a live stream. I interview a guest. So um, somebody in my industry. So let's say if I'm selling uh, spas, somebody comes on and they talk about what's the difference between um, the different kinds of spas that, that Marcus, Marcus's company had listed there. And then we have a discussion. 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, whatever, right? Uh, I wouldn't go over an hour, honestly. Most of my live streams are somewhere between 30 and 45 minutes. Um, and then I take that content. So it's live. So it's already published. As far as I know, that is not going to help a lot with SEO currently. However, the you, you've heard the debate, I'm sure, when it comes to um, social media on SEO. And maybe social media doesn't directly help you with your SEO. But here's the thing. If you have a good SEO social media presence, your tweets will show up at the top as a timeline. Um, right there, the latest tweets. I just saw that earlier. I was talking to somebody, Vox Pop Me earlier, and I said, take a look, the tweets are showing up. They're right below the company website. So my point is, if you live stream to Twitter and Periscope, for example, that has a chance to show up right there. So there is probably a little bit of a um, uh, impact there where it can help you. But again, it's not really, I'm not really thinking about it that way. The way I think of it is, um, you know, to get the content, to talk to the experts, to even flush out my own thoughts sometimes if I do a solo show. From there, I take the pot, the, the audio and I put it on my podcast. And then I push the podcast to 20 channels. All that takes me maybe five minutes. If you're really nitpicky and you want to edit your podcast and edit out any um and ah, you know, you can do that. But um, a lot of those things are unnecessary, quite frankly. Um, but, you know, you can edit it. But I push the audio over to Anchor.fm and then Anchor.fm, I put some music on, I put some inserts, whatever currently my goal is. Sometimes I uh, put a thing in there about speaking. Sometimes it's a thing about digital marketing. Sometimes it's nothing. Um, you know, sometimes it's if I have a new book coming out, I put that in there. But the whole process uh, for, for this podcast takes not very long. I push the podcast out to all the different channels. And here's why podcasting is important. I think in local. First of all, if you're not a writer, but you're a talker. I know many of you are talkers. Look, I'm just talking to you, right? I'm having a conversation. Can't keep up with the comments. Sorry if um, um, if I, if you guys want a shirt, I'll send you a link. I have a link to the shirt. Um, or you can search. It depends. Trap Digital, Amazon. Um, but I'll get back to the questions in a little bit. But once you have, if you're a talker, podcasts are fantastic. Yes, you want to get to the point, but you can also go off on tangents, especially if you have a guest. I did a podcast. I produced one the other day, and the guest was in a treehouse. So they talked about, "Where are you? Oh, you're in your treehouse. That's interesting. How come?" And they talked about that. Had nothing to do with the actual topic, right? But it made them look human. So super easy to do. You can record podcasts with your phone. You can have a fancy mic. You can do all those different things. Uh, but back to SEO. I know I'm going to run out of time here in a little bit. Um, podcasts are now showing in search. So if you go to search um, and once, especially once you're distributed to Google Podcasts, which if you do it at Anchor is automatic, basically, once you upload an episode, um, 
your podcast episodes can show up. And they do show up, um, especially when there's no other answer. And people can play them directly there. You can go into Google Podcast Manager and check out the results and see um, what's working and what's uh, what's showing up, you know, what people are searching for. It's a little interesting because um, there was one example I had and my podcast was about how do I remove a background image? But there was, it was showing for um, podcast background images. So it was a false positive. Honestly, it wasn't really relevant to what they were looking for. But my point is it, they're going to get smarter and smarter, right? Like everything in SEO. And they're going to have more relevant results. So it gives you another way to show up. Uh, before Google did that, uh, podcasts were also ranking relatively high. When, when I published Content Performance Culture, basically what happened is, um, you know, the Spotify podcast showed up and other networks. And now, of course, it's Google. So from there, I take all this content and I write an article. I'm not a fan of transcripts. Some people argue we need to do them and they do help a little bit um, on your website, but I actually like to write an article that's comprehensive. And you know, when we're talking, we're jumping around, right? We're not just, um, like if you were to transcribe what I'm saying, I mean, who wants to read that? Some people don't even wanna listen to it. So, but you know, at the end of the day, um, I take the content and I write an article. And so sometimes the things they say at the end, I put to the front. Sometimes the stuff they say at the end, I don't use it at all. Or at the beginning, I don't use it at all. But then I write an article. Now, you might think that takes a lot of time, and it does to an extent. But, you know, um, figure out what area works. Figure out what where you get your most return. Currently, I'm doing a lot of, um, a lot of live streams, and they're really working pretty well for me. The other thing I want to mention quickly, this is brand new. We had this conference, you know, maybe two months ago. I wouldn't have mentioned this. Uh, Google Question Hub just came out. Uh, again, Barry Schwartz, I believe, broke that news. And I've had some success with it. So basically what you do is you just go in there, you you sign up, um, you link your account on Google Question Hub to um, Google Analytics and I think Google Search Console. And you can search for questions that people searched for but that you didn't get any answers for and so it's not it's not by geography right now but it's so it's the us but at the end of the day you can actually address topics that people are looking for and i really have found this interesting somebody i did a video on it on youtube and somebody says well it's they're too narrow they're all over the place and they kind of are right especially some topics i was searching for amazon life the other day and 80 answers, 80 questions, I guess, rather, were about Amazon Prime. So they were all irrelevant. But then what you can do is you can um, see in here if there's anything relevant, you know, quickly skim it, see if you find anything. It didn't take me very long to skim through 80 questions. And then you can answer them. So on the right, you click on answer the question. And once you did, you link it to the article. And then your article has a chance to actually rank for that. And what's interesting about that is I've actually had some early success. Like the first week it came out, I found an article that actually answered a question that for some reason they didn't find. I don't know why, but I submitted it and immediately, whoops, immediately um, the question went from like uh, number 11 to number four or five, something like that. So big jump in rankings for related questions to that. So I would highly recommend to do that. Um, also, keyword research, do it, see what people are searching for. Are you using the right terminology? Um, I'll give you an example. When I did, I did an article, um, I was thinking about 
doing um, video snippets from my podcast, and I kept calling them video snippets. And I don't know, does anybody know? What do you call those things? You don't call them video snippets. You call them audiograms. So, but I didn't even know that. But when I did the research, I figure out what people search for. So do that. Don't overthink it. Remember, depending what your niche is. So like here, bathtub sizes, there's 5,400 searches per month. But depending what you sell, depending what your business is, you might not have that many, right? So depending on, on what it is, um, just something to keep in mind that you don't want to overthink that. Really quickly, um, here is how I usually go about that when I start with a project. Um, before you do anything, pretty basic stuff, quite frankly, but who's your audience? Who are you trying to reach? Why are you trying to reach them? What does your per perfect customer look like? Um, how do we know? I have so many people tell me, oh, I know, this is who it is. This is what, what they're doing, blah, blah, blah. But let's write it down. You know, There was one company, I listened to a show earlier, uh, the, the Real Talk uh, Customer Insights show from Vox Pop Me, and they said some company had like 100 personas, um, and they focused on the top five, you know, so it makes sense to me, but you got to figure out who are you trying to reach, why are you trying to reach them, um, and what's different. Then figure out the assets, what works best for you. So I got this ring light here, I got this 4K camera, I got this microphone, I'm bought into podcasting, works for me, and live streaming. Doesn't work for everybody, right? Some people don't like to be on camera. Um, I don't really either, honestly. I'm I'm pretty introverted. As soon as we're done here, I'm gonna go take a nap because I have to relax. But seriously, right? It's still easier for some people to talk. For some people, it's easier to to write something. And the thing to keep in mind too is when you're talking on a podcast or a live stream, you actually show your authentic self. So here's the thing: super hard for me to fake if I'm a jerk that I'm nice, right, for 30 minutes talking to you. Haven't looked at the comments in a while. Um, but at the end of the day, I, you know, like, if I'm a jerk, it's hard for me to fake. Like, this is who I am, right? Like me or hate me. I don't know, maybe you don't like my haircut. So, but figure out what you're going to focus on, what assets, what channels, and then blow it up. Throw your content to parade. Use it in as many places as you can. And that's another thing, you know, that, that, that I've learned over the years. It used to be people want specific things for this channel, for that channel, for this channel. And that's okay to an extent. But why not use as much as you can everywhere you can, right? I'll give you an example. Uh, we had the, the um, Bernie, um, Bernie Sanders meme earlier, right? And, and I participated in that. And, you know, on one channel, we just posted the, the screenshot from, um, from Twitter. Why not, you know? We'll see if it works. Then get into a cadence. How often are you gonna do something? How often are you gonna publish something? Um, HubSpot did say the more you blog, the better. Not necessarily a fan that you need to blog 16 times a month. I don't even do that, honestly. You know, between all my different things, maybe uh, maybe 10 to 12, that's how many I do, between all the different projects and, and my own blog. Um, but get on a schedule. Do you do a podcast once a week, once every other week? Put it in your calendar. If it's not in there, somebody else will block over it. Uh, you know how that happens. And then figure out how you're going to measure it. Take a look at it. What's a good number you're trying to go for? Um, I'll give you an example. The article I read the other day, the research from Brian Dean, said B2B companies, the top performers, have 49 organic visits per month. I think it's per month for their blog posts. That's not a lot if you think about it. Like when you have people come to you and say, how many people are going to read this? And you say 49 organic, that doesn't sound like a lot, right? Especially if you paid who knows how much for that article. But there should be highly relevant because that audience 
isn't that big, right? It's not everybody, especially in B2B. So be aware um, how many people you're trying to reach. There's actually old school, I think it's old school central, that website. And I asked them, I said, how many people are actually in your audience? And they said 50,000. So if they have 100,000 people coming to their website, they're hitting everybody with bleed over, right? So something to keep in mind. It is a marathon. If you think it's going to work after two weeks, it's not. It takes a while, right? That doesn't mean, um, and by the way, and if we don't do it right, it's going to take even longer. So make sure uh, you push forward, you get on that schedule, you share things, um, you get people to link to you. Uh, if a media company talks to you, make sure you ask them for that link. Um, and then push forward. But it is a marathon. I can tell you that everybody that I've met who does good content marketing, it it it's it is a marathon with lots of little sprints in there. Um, so anyway, hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully you you're you're able to share the stories that matter to your community. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.